Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Real quick, I just wanted to come on and share some thought-provoking conversation with you all. Now, as we know, trending in the news right now is Tyree Nichols and his brutal murder that was captured on camera. Black trauma porn. That's one of the first things I want to talk about is black trauma porn. Um, the agenda to traumatize the, not only through the intentional acts of killing and murdering black men in real time to the point that now you can see it happening. Modern day lynchings, like you can see it happening. This does something to the brain. It does something to the mind. And and, and if you're of this community and my community, African-American community, especially if you're a male, it does, you know, put you in a sense of, I guess you say anxiety, paranoia and that kind of thing. Actually, it's actually meant to do that, but actually we are targeted and that's obvious, right? So then BLM happened, but we also know BLM was a fraud, right? The founder was a fraud. She, she took all the money and did all kind of wrong things with what nobody said you ain't supposed to take care of yourself, clearly, but she didn't do right with it. And so people left her. But now all of a sudden what happened, her cousin, not Tyree Nichols, but another, I can't remember his name, but I remember, you know, people was with the taser. They're, I think they're now looking for a lawsuit for him. I'm no surprise. They're going to get it. It's all blood money, too. But listen, listen, everybody's listening. Now, she wants everybody to come back and support. And some people will, but she ain't getting my money, right? Now, going back to this case, uh, Tyree Nichols and Nichols case, with the five officers from Memphis, I believe. And they're African-American, too. Ooh, to add insult to injury, because usually that narrative isn't that way. Usually the narrative is that it's white male police officers. It's going to even be a, a, a woman, but mostly it's male, right? Or what they would say, uh, targeting and unwitting, or even if they was guilty of something, but not as guilty of, of the punishment or the uh, death sentence that ended up being handed down to them. I guess what I'm trying to get to is that we're not making it out here every single day. We know BLM been going on but before Eric Garner, before a lot of people, you know, the, you know, we, we have to talk about um, in my day when I was younger, there was Diallo. We had Sean Bell. And even before that, those are the ones that we people talk about. You know, there's ones in between that don't make the headlines. Right. Long story short, you have to wonder and you have to ask yourself these days, why is it that certain Certain you could say, oh, the internet. We we are of a time now. Yeah, but you know what? No, that's not that's not also the case because I see the internet working every day like sleuths trying to find missing persons, trying to find missing children. Every day somebody going missing, and I'm telling you, the colors of our skin. Now, I used to talk. I talked about this in a previous episode when I was talking about Bill Cooper in a book, who was very clear that secret societies do exist, and that even the KKK is considered a, a, a secret society. And they don't, and it could be just that it's not open for everyone to either come into or to know about or to the point that they're not even going to admit that they still gather. No, they're, they're not still wearing the cloak and all that unless they do it in the, in the dark, in the woods, and they know ain't nobody coming or they take some retreat somewhere where they know they didn't rent it out lodges or the whole area, the campsite to, 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 to go buck wild crazy and be every type of racist they want to be and just let it out, right? But they're not doing that anymore. And as much as they have tattoos and back in the day when they do a skinhead, unless you are outright skinhead in a jail or something like that, you, you, you don't want to do that too much either unless you want to act like you had a hairline problem because you're going to stand out. And guess what? In these days and times, they still got to work. Uh, unfortunately, this America for them is still letting Negroes work, still letting them buy houses. Uh, they're, giving, they're still letting immigrants in to get their jobs. They're still angry. And they can't say that at work because they're going to lose their privilege, their standing, their position their money in this country. 
the tattoos, they got to cover them up at work. I mean, if you could probably have a tattoo at work, but if it's a little bit too, come on, like discriminatory, they're going to tell you, you're going to have to cover that up, or maybe you just can't work here anymore type thing. So they're hiding, but that doesn't mean that they don't mean. This is my point too. Same thing with the gangs. Uh, well, we're going to talk about all this. It was said, and I've seen documentaries on this too, and I'm going to talk to you about this later. I'm going to build, I'm building it up. Like I built up the first episode because I have to first get the thoughts out there, even for myself. They, they, it's like, it's like they recruit. So when you recruit, even in the KKK, they, they have to go and then be infiltrated. Just like every cynical society, they go out and they infiltrate places. It could be schools. It could be hospitals, healthcare. It could be everywhere. Like I said, it could be a co-worker and maybe don't have no position. It, you and him is just the regular bottom feeders at the job. No disrespect to anybody. I'm just saying regular, you know, the slaves of the company type stuff. They even send them down into the jail. So some of these people that's committing a lot of these killing women, um, they're either getting away with it or if they go into jail, don't you know that they have to keep a generation? What do you think jail is? Once you go to jail, jail is segregated as F. Excuse my language, okay? But it is. As soon as you get over there, you got the blacks that stick with the blacks. The Latinos going to stick with the Latinos. If they are gang members in there, the gang members going to stick with the gang members. And the whites going to stay with the whites. And they always got an extreme white supremacy group. And it might not be a lot of white people in there because, you know, uh, the majority of the people and population is minority. I think we know that. Not even a lot of Asians in there, but that don't mean that they ain't in there. But they all need another generation of persons to go up in there to keep that uh, new generations of them that go in there brainwashed. You know what I'm saying? The same way when they're in there and in the world and, and they go into their means, the same way when they be mean, they be like, listen, we don't mess with them N words over there and all the S words over here and all of that. They still be trying to. You know, what set was you from and all kind of stuff. Here's my point. They don't just go down to policing. They don't just send them down to the jail. That's why some of them don't care about committing the body. I'm being honest with you because between the commissary, between they're probably already on, in line to, some of them probably already did time already. Some of them probably want to be the big dog uh, KKK person. And maybe initiation is killing and, 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 and sexually, uh, uh, you know, an African-American woman and kill her. You know, there is initiation. There is initiation. And I've been trying to say there's a there's the reason why they're getting away with it too. Because I feel like maybe when they're doing initiation, even the police department be on it. This is why a lot of African American families and some people don't get justice at all. Damn, there's not enough uh, resources. Okay, this is my theory. And I know because Bill Cooper said himself, they infiltrate everywhere. You're not even gonna know. The same way the elites infiltrate everywhere and you're not gonna see them. They're not supposed to wear something on their forehead that says that. And so the gangs do that too. I know for a fact here in New York City, and like I said, the cops stay on payroll. Cops is corrupt all day. I don't care where you go. They could all be bought off, okay? And depending on, it's like it's like the, a presidential candidate, depending on who is doing the lobbying and giving them the money and the sponsorship. They tried to go for the president, give them the money so that, oh, you could make a, that the only people that don't do that is African-Americans. African-Americans are the only people that's not trying to go to some kind of presidential candidate or something and create some kind of a, you know, Blah, blah, blah. But they'll usually try to, with the people's money, and try to make them happy somehow. Gangs here in New York then had um, infiltrated that they have literally trained up specific blood and crip and certain type of gang member from young age to keep their butts clean. Everything they put them little boys, they are thinking because they want to infiltrate so they could know more. I'll tell you what I mean. So this little boy will never, if he does anything criminal, he'll, they'll stop him by the age that he'll be sealed. Meaning everything before that he'll be sealed. They will get that young buck in the police department uh, before 25 if possible. Now they got them in the thing. 
Police could look in their background all day long. Whether they thought they had gang activity, as far as they're concerned, they're eligible to be a cop. Now, guess what happens? When the hit comes down from the top or the bottom of the boss man or whoever the plug is, you got somebody, this is dangerous when you got somebody that's your op, that got people in the, in the crime world that could just pull you over, dog. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's what was happening out here. And the thing is that they um, never would have admitted it in NYPD. And also you're talking about um, them at, uh, literally, and even if you tried to prove it, you couldn't prove it because these people was washing their hands clean. People was running from Brooklyn that had ops, especially blood ops, because they had infiltrated the police department. Now, what I wanted to talk to you all about, the reason I'm coming up here and I'm just piecing all this stuff together, going back to the Nichols case, because I don't want to take away from this and I don't want to hold you all too long, but I'm very passionate about what I'm talking about on today, is what I just, a very credible journalist, um, and also the New York Post is reporting on this. That one of these officers, Tadarius Bean, one of the five officers involved in the death of um, Tyree Nichols, was the president of what they would say or call a dark scarred fraternity, okay, or or, or scarred or scandal scarred fraternity. That's what they quoted it in the New York Post, and that fraternity they said was the Omega Psi Phi's, uh, Eta Zeta chapter of the University of Mississippi. Now, it says it was founded in nineteen eleven at Howard University in Washington, D.C., and its mission is to be on the front line leveraging power. Blah, blah, blah. I want to get back to the uh, what's, I guess, important. It just says that according to the New York Post, the fraternity has a troubled past and in recent years has found itself in several incidents. Potential newcomers were beaten and some were forced to jug hot sauce or pour it down their pants to simulate a sexually transmitted disease. In 2018, a 45-year-old man uh, looking to join Omega Sci-Fi chapter in Brooklyn, see, Brooklyn is just different, had his buttocks and testicles padded between 150 to 200 times as part of a twisted welcoming ritual. That man was 45 years old. When this man was, was, was looking to join the chapter in Brooklyn, Clearly, he did not join at Howard University in Washington, D.C. at the original place because you do have the option to be what they would call. I can't remember, but you do have the option to pledge as an undergrad. And you also have the option to pledge if you have certain credentials or had a four year university and you want to come in. You do have the option to pledge in older years if you want to go in anyone. OK, but most people don't think like that by that time because most people already had decided if they was even trying to do that. And most people go into college with that. Like, I want to join this frat. I want it most. And then if not, they get swayed because they start looking around it like, that looks cool. Let me go run over there. But after this, I just want to say that y'all are grown now. And even though y'all still have y'all little meetings and stuff like that, and y'all still supposed to be known as the Omega, Omega Psi Phi Eta Zeta chapter at the University of Mississippi. Um... He was the he was the president of, of that one. So Tedarius Bean was the president of the of that chapter in, in the University of Mississippi, but the, the fraternity was founded in 1911. So I want to clear up and just say Tedarius Bean or whoever his peoples was up in Brooklyn. I wouldn't say it was Tedarius, but for this 45 year old man to join a chapter in Brooklyn. Again, this is not in college. <laughs> it's not in school. And they do this to them in school anyway. 150 times or 200 times. 
they're weird. So now what you really have here is the mindset. You could kind of see the mindset of, of some of these people that was already there because look, it already felt and looked like initiation. But what more of initiation could it have been? Uh, clearly, this guy wasn't trying to Omega, Omega, Psi, Phi, Eta, Zeta, Chapter. You know what I'm saying? Was this part of the hazing? Hey, we're going to run you down and, and do all of this. No, that that wasn't it. But you do have this nature of being dark. And, and, and not only that, maybe bullyish. You was the president of the chapter. That says a lot about you, too, because there was presidents before you. And, you know, you come on. You had a lot of ranking and power. I don't know that you want to stop at president. And then you became a police officer. So you got authority. Uh, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And then even now, where, where more else are you probably trying to climb? You know, let's see if the charges stick. If they stick, I guess you'd have to say, oh, because it was minorities or whatever the situation is. Did they tell? I, I just want to know. Other than the fact that it's how don't you know that you're that it's being recorded? I are they were they just comfortable that in the past they've done this and their cameras have never been checked? I mean, it, I just don't know that you, everybody felt so comfortable to just be around doing every doing this. Is it obviously is not the first time, and maybe sometimes they got away with it because it was meant to. But this time, maybe this case, you you see what it's doing again, right? Every mayor, city, governor has given the full pass, the green light for everybody to go and protest people in the street. Okay, I wouldn't say it's a distraction, but this is all those, this is almost like Trayvon Martin all over again. I'm going to bring up Trayvon Martin, and, and I'm also going to bring up the, the uh, Shanquella case, if I could, real quick. This Black Boule. Black Boule. Do you know what Black Fraternities was created before I even get on to that? You know what Black Boule was created? Um, the seal of, on the, I can't remember what fraternity. Let me just find out right now. I'll just I have to look it up. Ooh, LeBron James, what is your fraternity? He's Omega Sci-Fi. I don't know which chapter be Omega Sci-Fi. Child, let me go to Omega Sci-Fi logo, matter of fact. What? I'm sorry, I just like raspberried all over the daggone thing. Right, and now I just need to find the tattoo, LeBron James tattoo. I'm I'm, I'm talking about that because it's the seal of the boule. Mm. I don't even know what it's called, but it's like a jaguar or a lion, and it looked like kind of sphinxish. See, his his is fading now, but you have to really get a close up shot. Just get a Google. Go go look all the time for James uh, LeBron James no shirt off. It's just chest. eventually you'll see very good shots of this. This is their seal. It's like a sphinx-like creature. It has wings, and it's holding a jar, but specifically, its hand is on the top of the jar. And the same way they have the, the regular Masonic people that are white, because they don't mix. And then you have the black side. That's the Prince Hall Masons. That's where Jay-Z and, and African-American ones go. And I'm sure minorities, I don't know what the minorities want to do. But if you don't think that, you know, Haitian people have Freemasonry you know, in Haiti, there's lodges all over the world, and different ones have to have the highest rankings. But I want to go back to this. The reason why the uh, this creature looking Sphinx Dragger, the uh, it's a hybrid looking creature, has its hand over the jar, is to symbolize what the boule is to the white fraternities. Because remember, these would be the black fraternities. Now you have uh, biracial fraternities. You have you know you, you, everything now. But back in those days, those traditional ones that were set up by on the African American side was to, to separate themselves from the white side, and all they do 
is cover the secret of the white uh fraternity the fraternities the, the white masons meaning yes they are out here we know they're out here but our job is to be the house negroes that pacify the negroes beneath us like malcolm s was saying there's house negroes and watch out for them because those house negroes are treated well in return for them keeping a mouth shut which is why they come out here and per and, and already have sold their souls i told you a majority of people can't even get on the news unless they are part of a fraternity or sorority i think they kind of like those types because already there have already been in a ritual and a lot of fraternities and sororities the history is actually modeled after original secret societies it's actually a few steps down from it but it's still supposed to give you some kind of prestige and some power especially certain ones in the Ivy League schools. Oh, by the way, did I mention that this is the year of the Skull and Bones? Oh, yeah. No, not their anniversary, but the date as in 2023. Uh, if you take out the zero, that's 223, or backwards, that's 322, and that's their number. So, um, yeah, they said it should maybe be more sacrifice in this year. They started the year off with gangster. So we're going to keep going on with that, with um, LeBron. And the, the Boulay house sneaker. So now I'm trying to figure out, is this their way of trying to make not only another racially tensioned thing to, to distract and do whatever to us and obviously black travel porn, but also clearly was the, was the, you know, I don't like to make these accusations, but you have to understand that there's a reason behind these things. Okay. They, they, there, there are certain cases and certain things that's made to look a certain way. When I found out about Trayvon Martin's father, I was just pissed off between George Zimmerman's father being a f former judge and also on the white Masonic side. And finding out much later, uh, he was there. He, he was nameless. And he was very top in his lodge. These days they try to take some of those videos down when, when it was exposed, it was exposed. And there's this one guy who just did a documentary. Y'all, that's another reason why when I was thinking about this today, especially when I saw this, I gotta, I gotta find that too for y'all, if y'all wanna watch it. This man, video should be shared all over. People already exposed it. But the way he exposed, exposed this is almost as if when the guy did 9-11 um, was an inside job. I can't remember his name, but you know everybody started to wake up a little bit, but everybody still thought it was a conspiracy. First things first, the witnesses. It, that trial is weird. They even said there was weird witnesses in there that didn't even make no sense. That young lady that testified and said that um, she was Trayvon Martin's girlfriend at the time, and or that she was his female friend at the time, and she the one who supposedly had to be on the phone. They had showed her a note that she had supposedly wrote him, Trayvon, and she signed it under a different name. I think it was like Destiny Eugene. I know the last name was definitely Eugene. And they said, do you recognize the name at the bottom? They was like, yes. They said, who was that? She's like, that. Well, she's like, that's me. I signed it that because um, I don't know if she didn't want his parents to see you. I don't know what was the reason, but she said she had did that. But the investigator went and looked up that name and come to find out that that person was actually a real person. And her name was, I don't know, Ms. Eugene is what I'm going to say. And he went to go speak to Ms. Eugene. And she's a real person, and she's alive to date, and she was Trayvon Martin's girlfriend at the time. But for some reason, instead of using her as a witness, they put that girl up there. And so there was a lot of other weird stuff up there because, yeah, some trials are just set up to be... You got to wonder why do you have... The people getting murdered all the time. <laughs> why is it that we have access to certain ones in real time and, and other ones not so much? 
why do certain cases, you know, I, I do wonder by the time people get, I, I wouldn't say that because Dr. Phil, I'm not saying that they don't care. I wonder even by the time celebrities get on it. Usually I find that by the time a celebrity co-signs, I'm not saying celebrities don't hear the news and I'm not saying that they're not woke, but it just seems, I'm like, this is the ones y'all want to, some of y'all need to, that's not the first person that dropped. <laughs> Maybe it's finally trending on their timeline. They finally got a chance to sit down today because they're getting a day off. I don't know. So, oh, Trayvon Martin, let me get that for y'all, because I'm sure somebody's very interested. I'm tired of just saying these things. I, you know, I'll say alleged, but I don't know good and well. I'm going to have to go to my history, y'all. I just started following this guy, too. Joe Gilbert Films. That's what, that's what you got to go look. Joe Gilbert Films. And, oh, Diamond Eugene. So, it says... um. Diamond Eugene was the name of the girl. Now, in here, he has, obviously, his videos and his playlists. This is his page. I'm subscribed, like I said, because he's a very documentary, incredible guy. And you're just going to have to go down and see the video. I'm trying to see if I could find it. He has so many videos here. Here it is. It's a documentary entitled... Maybe you could just search it by a documentary. It's called The Trayvon Hoax unmasking the witness fraud that divided now i'm gonna be honest with y'all unless y'all know that as i finished watching it i have fell asleep and also i was trying to put more material together to even finish off on um on a, on, a, on this previous episode like i wanted to talk to y'all about some of these these dreams i'm going to talk to you on the previous episode some of these um lucid dreams that i have had in the past maybe four years and um, sometimes I think, I was just going to see if I could remember. I, I documented them on on audio when they happen each time. So I still have the documentation of the audio. I saved it. And I was documenting them at that point because I wanted to specifically re- remember and document to study my patterns of this thing. And I have these, I would have, all right, so one thing I noticed is that there would be times where I would get severely, heavily tired, and my eyes would feel so tired, so heavy, and that's normal for a lot of people if you're exhausted. My eyes wouldn't even feel like they were burning tired, but just tired, and my eyes would begin to close. I started to realize that in this tiredness, it just feels so heavy. It feels as if even if you want to come out of it, you can't come out of it, but I remember my eyes were closed, and distinctively through my eyelids, I could still see in my room. I could still make out through my eyelids like my eyes were open, but it did seem veil-like. It seemed veil-like, like you you could maybe see there's skin or you're looking through something, but you could see. And so I remember at one point I fought to open my eyes to be like, no, I'm probably just really tired and just in my mind, I just have this last image of my room, what it's looking like before I go to sleep. Until I open up my eyes again and I look and I'm like, Oh, still tired, not thinking too much of it. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I tried it one time more. And I said, I am actually sick. I said, that's weird. And I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. I had um, my first lucid dream. That would happen to me sometimes. I noticed, I noticed sometimes before the lucid dreams would come, the heavy feeling and every now and again, this eye, see through the eyelid thing. Haven't had the see through the eyelid thing happen in a long time, whatever. Um... Um, I have so many. Let me just pick most recent one. I've been telling somebody in my family that I, I think I keep somebody either clone me. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't care how crazy it sounds. 
or that they somehow managed to get my consciousness. How? I don't know. Um, because the last altercation that I had was a very scary one. Because when I when I went to sleep, it was a heavy dream, heavy sleep. But when I came to a conscious of whoever, of me, whether I'm in a dream, of a conscious of just up or a conscious of just being alert, I was in a dark room. And I'm standing in this dark room and it feels unfamiliar because like even in the dark, I can't make out anything. And then when I start to make out things, I realize that this is not my house. I'm in a kitchen. It's not my kitchen. And it's completely dark. Like I, I, I can't see squat. And at first I'm like, okay, it might be a dream until I can very clearly hear somebody is moving in the dark and they're trying to act like they're not moving in the dark and I can hear it. So I'm really like, where am I? And also, what is, is there in the dark? And so I started to panic and feel along the wall to see if I could maybe um, get a light find a light or something. In that moment, I had a full-on panic attack. I've never had a panic attack in my life. I'm telling you, the level of fear that I felt was so real. And the panic attack made me feel, it made me feel disabled. Like I, I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't get to the light if I wanted to. It almost made me feel like I was being crippled right there. And so I, I started to go down to the floor because I had no control over myself. But I could feel it all. And I'm like, what is happening to me? And where the hell am I? And it's not until the footsteps again in the dark start to approach me that I realize I'm on the floor um, kind of sitting. But I now start to lean backwards. And I'm trying to scoot back because there is a man there. And he has on what looks to be pajama bottoms. He seems to be an African-American male. And he's, he's trying to, to come for me and to grab my arms. I don't know if this person knows me as a family member. I don't know if at this point, I don't know you. And, 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 are, and you're not in my house. I don't mind in your house. But I'm not saying any of that. I'm just more or less like, I don't, I don't want you to grab me. You're not taking me up. You know, so I just keep squinting out the way, squinting out the way. And I remember there was, I think, somebody else trying to come out to help. Now, they just they didn't say nothing to me. That's the weird part. What, like, did something summon me there? What am I doing in my consciousness? It was I in somebody else's head? Because when I came through there and I said, what? And then the, to hear something in the dark, everything was so real. Even my panic attack. That was the most recent one that scared the crap out of me. Anyway, I'll tell you about another one. Ah. Uh. I think they took my consciousness. This is the one. That, and then another one I'm going to tell you, I think this one came from God. The last one I'm going to tell you, I think, believe I know it came from God. Saved my whole family life. Uh, I try to remember them for y'all so clear. Like I said, that, that, that last one I did not document. That one is really from the past six weeks or so. Some time within the next, last 45 days. Maybe 60. Uh, this one. The why I think I'm cloned again. Uh, somebody's turning my consciousness on. <laughs> I'm not a clone. I think they clone me. Okay. <sighs> Maybe trying. I don't know. Um, did, I, I would have these dreams where it, it would. I feel like it's a dream because it seems like I'm just in somebody's house and it's a nice house. It's like a mansion. It's, it's very very big, and. I was walking. I was literally walking at the top of, uh, I guess, a landing. You know how they have, like, in these mansions, they have these long stairs. Or usually they have, like, a, a, a large balcony area that leads to the stairs for you to come down. 
or wherever it was I was standing, I could look over the ledge and look down at, at the lower level of the mansion. And I remember specifically hearing a woman arguing and a man, but really the woman was bickering with the man. And I guess that's what made me leave that, come out to the hallway to look down. So when I look down, I'm just looking because I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't recognize them. And I want to say there was a Caucasian couple and she's upset with him. And she's like, no, no. And then she's like, and there, look, she, she's, you know, like, and then she pointed at me and she's like, that's, look, this is what I'm talking about or something of the lines of she's upset with him about something concerning me, but I don't know what it is. So when he, whenever, this is the twice I had this happen, whenever this happens, it feels like I was doing something before. And then I came into a consciousness of hmm? like me coming into something like, hmm, what's that? What's going on out here? And then I go walk out and I look down and then like they're arguing. I can't remember and for nothing what they were saying. I just remember what stood out the most was just like, you know, and her, see, like she didn't like me for whatever reason. And the guy, once he sees I'm there and I can hear, he's more or less like, okay, come on. No, you know, calm down, calm down. He takes her somewhere else. Another time I had a dream again, I, I was, I, all of a sudden I'm in, coming out of this house. It's a nice house, but I was putting something outside in a box. I don't know. It seemed like we were cleaning the garage or something. And I took this crate or box and I set it on a curb or I set it out by other trash. And I, again, overheard arguing to the left of me. I specifically heard it from the left. Everything is so real. It's not just I see it, but it's so real. And there's the couple again. And, and you know what made me... Not only was they arguing, that wasn't even what made me turn around. They said my name. They literally said Lindsay. That's my name. They said Lindsay. I said, wait, you know how ever from, I'm from New York City, honey. So, you know, you mind your business. One thing if somebody's arguing. That's why I said it wasn't really no arguing. In the house, I probably was like, I'm in this house. Who else is in this house with me? Which is probably why I went to a look to see who's arguing. But if I'm out here on the street, I, like I said, I didn't really feel like anybody was helping me. I just went out outside of a gate, put something down, heard arguing, didn't care to heard my name. I was like, I turned over. They said my name. And the guy, again, she's just like, her, her. She doesn't like me. I just know it's the same woman. This dream was probably months apart from the first one. And I'm like, I hope somebody didn't clone me and make me somebody's sex slave in the house with the guy's obsessed with me now. And he just is more, because, ah, what's going on? I think I left it alone. I left it alone for some time. Um, I had a dream where... I, I was in a house with this girl, another big mansion, uh, beautiful mansion. We were doing all kinds of things. Like in my, in, my, in my mind, in this dream, this is my house. <laughs> Never been here before. This is my house. It feels that way. And then I went to the bathroom, which honestly be my mother's bathroom. It's not till I go to this, my mother's bathroom that in my mind, I start to check in in real consciousness and be like, this ain't my mama's bathroom. Like, <laughs> where am I? And then I started to say, it's happening again. This is around the time when I was starting to realize you could start to test things out in the dream. So I specifically went and realized I was dreaming, but I could feel everything. So I specifically started to do weird stuff like take the toilet tissue and then open the water and, and touch it under the water. And it did what it's supposed to do and felt like I was supposed to felt that I was really there. And then I remember that the shower was really weird, but I, I turned that on too and I felt it. Here's where it got weirder though, is when all of a sudden somebody was coming home. Somebody was coming home. I have no idea who was coming home. I just know that me and this girl who felt like my sister in a dream, like, I don't know, she just, she never felt like, 
she um we didn't hang out the whole time but i remember we were having some discussion right before this car you could see it come around the cul-de-sac like this large windows like i said is just see the car coming in you don't even see who's in the car you just see the car coming in and all of a sudden it's like oh no it's kind of like you know like your uh your your mom is here or your dad is here we're all doing something we're not supposed to be doing but also why did we have to separate now to think about it why did we have to separate it, it, it didn't seem like we had to clean up anything so much as um did she let me out and i'm the robot now and now the mom is all but she told you only play with the robot on the weekends <laughs> so i went into my room and then i remember that right before she's like okay so you're okay i was like yeah and she, right before she went to her room i grabbed her and i hugged her and and then i was so happy i don't know why i was so happy like i said i just felt like i was with my sister that day type thing and i'll never forget that she just kind of was taken aback like you know like wow um okay i was not expecting that and i remember that made me taken aback like one why did i do that and also if she's supposed to be my sister why is it so weird that she you know whatever i just these these dreams are weird the last dream um the one that potentially helped me save my family's life i believe came from god i was in my house in the in the dream i in the dream i thought i was awake in real time and i had fallen asleep on the couch in the office when all of a sudden i started to feel from one of the black uh, from a back room in the house that has a that does have windows and it does have an outside door like a den kind of style room that leads out to the yard the door was closed both doors were closed the, the door to that room and the door or the window i should say so there should be no air coming in but i felt all this air and gust of wind just coming under the door and not only that but grain and dirt and sand debris and i was like why is all this strong wind you would have thought like half of my wall of my house was missing like that's how much wind was coming I was like why so much wind why do i feel it and then it didn't feel good all of a sudden the wind felt too strong it felt angry and dark and i said no no i don't like this i want to get out of the house and i remember i was running to go try to grab my dog in a dream and right before i could get to her because i was like brownie yeah, i was trying to get her i never forget that I, I was right about to pick her up when all of a sudden we both got blown into the air like the the walls of the house blew out we both got flung severely into the air it's pitch black like it's nighttime or some kind of abyss but really it was pitch black it was so dark i am screaming in pain because in my heart i'm sick because i i i, I my dog i almost just had her if i was spinning in the air and i had her no matter what happened to us at least i had her i can't see her i can't see anything around me and i'll never forget i was being violently tossed around and i could feel everything and at one point, I swear to you, I called on the name of the Lord. And I said, Jesus, I just was calling out. And I was just saying, I, not even twice I said it. Maybe I was on the third time I was about to say it. And I was immediately, from suspending in the air, I immediately stopped. I was suspended in the air. All that violently being thrown around in the air like a rag doll stopped. And, and there was immediate peace and calm on my soul. Right? And so... All of a sudden, uh, I felt the peace on my soul and my eyes opened up. Now my eyes opened up and here I am sitting in my office in real time. So I'm like, oh, wow, that wasn't real. That wasn't real. That, that was a dream. That was a dream. That was a dream. <laughs> Until the same mess started happening again. The wind from the back room starts coming. Debris, everything hit me in my face. This like deja vu. So I said, oh, no, I, I got to really run for my dog now. Guess what? The same thing happened. I ran from my dog. Boom. The, the, the four walls of the house blew out. Boom. All in the air. Brown head, brown head. I have no idea where she is. Um, except for, I think, 
that time, again, I call on the name of the Lord, stop suspension. Now, when I went back down, I think what I think is something probably kept trying to pull me somewhere. But when I called on the name of God, it put me back. When I went back to sleep, supposedly went back to sleep, it pulled me out again. But this time, when I got the peace on my soul, the second time God put me back in the bed, child, don't you know when I woke up, I had never fell asleep in my office at all. Oh, no, that first dream I had when I thought I was wide awake and I got tired and I, that was a dream. I had fell asleep in my bed that night. That first dream that I thought was real, that's how I started realizing I'm lucid dreaming. Feeling all that debris and that wind, it was so real, it was scary. And so uh, I realized when I went back to sleep in the dream after God gave me the first piece and I woke up again in the office and it happened the second time, I was, I was in the dream all those times. I ain't come out the dream till the second time, okay? And um, now when I woke up, I said, that's creepy. And I definitely documented that. Well, later on that week, I was running through the house, running through the house. I kept getting hints faints of smells of gas and I'm like I'm going by the stove I'm going everywhere it was so faint when I tell you it was so faint it's like you catch it but you tracing it to the stove you tracing it to burners nothing so it wasn't until one day um I said I'm I'm tired of this and I don't I don't like that I keep you know it wasn't too long probably was like a day or two finally I, I jumped on top of the stove I oh yeah I straddled that baby boy I was on I was on it and I Looked over the edge and I stuck my whole face down by where the, the tubing is at, where the, where the gas come out from, you know, the, the pipe out there in the, in the world and coming to you, you know, to your house and to your stove. And I smelt it. I smelt it more, like more better, but it was still faint, but you could smell it stronger. I called the gas company immediately who came with, they told me, get out, you don't even use your phone, just stand outside, you know, wait for us, um, we're coming. The guy to shut up the, for, first he did the, the test. Which is they have a spray. Uh, put the spray on the spray, turn a certain color. He said, Oh yeah. He said, Wow, that's crazy. That's a gas leak. It turned out that the hose that brings the gas in from outside the world into the house to the stove had a break in it. A very small crack, but the gas was slowly leaking up in the house. You see? Well, maybe God was just putting me through that so I could just be like, because then when I thought about it, he was like, Yeah, he's like, the whole place would have went. I said, Oh my lord. And then it wasn't until I said, oh, God, I thought about my dream. I said, is that why the, the walls blew out? I don't know. That they might have cloud me. They do. They all got, I got everybody's DNA. Once we went and put a sample somewhere, they, they got it. They got saliva. They got urine. We all been sick before. Gave blood. Well, I don't give blood, but, you know. Well, that was one heck of a discussion. I don't know how long I held you all, but I hope it was under an hour. <laughs> um... Boule, I told y'all about the guy, Black Boule. I told y'all how they info, they infiltrate everywhere. We don't know who's really who. So I guess people out there that don't understand that women can be part of the Masonic. Oh, the Prince Hall Masons, they got Eastern Star. That's what Shanquilla Robinson mother supposed to be, an Eastern Star. Um, This what the father had all the, the dog, uh, what you call it? Bracelet charm. I'm already doing interview Masonic for the colors. Can't tell you exactly which set is, but they said the mother's definitely. And when they say they are what they are, even if you know who they are, my grandmama. Yeah, okay, that's your grandma. You know, I don't know that. Um, again, there's levels to it, and I swear, even if your grandma would, I don't even know that she. You know what I'm saying? That's it's supposed to be a shut your mouth thing. It ain't supposed to be a everybody poop no. You know.
these cases that get caused black trauma porn, specifically to all, all these uh, missing people, more black trauma porn, the fact that we could watch our own just literally die, or at least the last moments now. Even if it's not of color, but we know mostly, who, what race are we mostly watching? Come on. Uh, gotta wonder why certain way people die every day. Why we don't have a trial every day for everybody? I'm not saying anybody want to see a trial, but in certain cities, this is the big the, the big case in this city. You know why did we? Should we find out about it later? Oh, the person who was who went to jail and was convicted for this person's death, their own child death or whatever, was finally sentenced today. You got to update, but we don't know. No, they don't tell us when a trial happened. <laughs> you know we don't. And if they do, it ain't always on the court TV. You got to have to wonder why. You have to wonder why media would stop everything they're doing. And not not to say that it's not a cause-worthy or topic-worthy or good cause. Come on. I didn't say that. And I'm not even saying people don't be cloud-chasing. But you got to wonder who gives everybody the green light to do with stories and what. All right. Um, I don't even want to upset nobody by saying that it looks as if. But, you know, it. I do find it very rather strange and alarming that a very top member of Abu, if he was a president, like I said, I don't know. Some people like power. I don't know that um, you want to be the president of a company and then get demoted to vice president. At that point, I might as well just resign and take my credentials from here and see if I can be president, something else, or bigger. You know, uh, Obama from being president and now working for the UN or something. You know, sometimes you want to do something that's still, you know, but still a little bit higher, bigger up. You know, he's even doing documentaries and series. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter. It's a person in their personality they would might maybe might want to climb. I don't know who these other persons are. Maybe they're not even um, in-house Boulay Negro uh, fraternity. They probably could just be under the influence of that one. They all seem to share a brain, right? I don't know. Maybe they're part of other things. I do, I do, um, I do have a... Uh, I'm not with the, the, the Boulay, and I'm not with the fraternities. I'll never judge nobody for joining one. But at the same time, because I know the history, I don't care about their personal history. Oh, I, ain't, I don't care about who started it. When I'm talking about the origins and the purposes of it, how eventually those, especially the black ones, go up. Wherever you go at, you know, you know, you, they have an idea what's going on, but your job is going to be exactly what's supposed to be. Like LeBron James, keep you pacified. Keep you entertained and pacified. And most of all, to keep um, the lid shut on the jar of what it is, is their dirty little secrets. You know, blood money. It's all blood money. That, I don't, I, I, I ain't say nobody don't deserve to get paid out, but why? I'll tell you right now, God forbid something happened to one of my loved ones, my serious loved ones. I want justice. I do. But if that, even if, I know, Lord, I'm telling you, especially depending on certain members of my family who it is, I might even want to see the death penalty. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care. I said what I said. The Lord's still working on me. But when you, when you get that $75 million, how does that make you feel? Like, you know, you, yeah, you should sue. You should, and nobody's hating on anybody for getting money. But how does that make you feel? Okay. You're going to take it. Somebody got a piece of it too, including that attorney, you know? Taxes still going to have you paid on it, too. And then also they go, you know what they do every time they pay that stuff out to people? Like when Eric gone and family got the money, you know what they did? The city started raping us. Excuse my language. I don't mean to offend anybody. They started going around putting boots, department sanitation, just started finding any old random reason to take it you. At one point they were saying that there was large branches. It was the dead of winter. Everything was dead here, child. The ground wasn't giving up nothing. The ground wasn't giving up nothing. They tried to say that. 
uh, I had trees, like if somebody like looked like somebody was chopping wood or cutting trees and had it, or I took a picture of my entire block. I said, ain't nary, dang near a shrub on here. The heck y'all talking about in the dead of winter and everything is intact as far as any tree that's on the block. Hardly any. <laughs> because the tax people got to pay that back. Okay. So what's politics involved in it as well? But you got to ask yourself, is this like they say in the Michael Jackson case? Oh gosh, I just be, well, like I said, we just talking today. You settled out. When he settled out, the family settled out with Michael. Michael settled out with the family. When Mike settled out and he paid, they said it made him look guilty because he paid. But I said to myself, how sick could you be? Because this thing could have been, it was all about money to begin with. Whether Michael was that way, he wasn't that way. I don't give a damn that these families supposedly didn't have an idea or maybe it wasn't true at all. I'm simply saying is, <laughs> at what point do you say, all right, for $40 million, it's okay that you touched or potentially touched my child. I don't want to see you locked up forever and that you never see, uh, do this to another child and that your career is ruined like it should be and that you never make another cent. Oh, no. It's okay that you just pay me out. We'll just act like this didn't happen. We'll just settle this out of court. So I'm sorry, son. We didn't get him completely put in jail, but we did manage to set up a foundation for you and your family for the rest of your life. Well, I guess you might need to use it for therapy. Might as well just start using it for therapy. I didn't say that people should not get judged. I'm just trying to figure out this system that got everybody uncaught up. You know, nowadays, now that between the GoFundMe and lawsuits, it's a life insurance is a is, is a a business of morbidity, and they had said in life and the life insurance uh, thing, a lot of payouts been made between COVID deaths, COVID vaccine supposedly related deaths like cardiac arrest and all of this. Um, but they said also what they're seeing is just a large drop in of people passing, period. Whether it's accidentally, homicide too is on the rise for them. And, and a lot of the people who was a victim of homicide had a policy as well. Now, that doesn't mean that because they had a policy, that's why they died. But you'd be, you'd be crazy. I mean, that's, that's been the first one since the beginning of time. Isn't that how snapped in them came about? The fact that you could be potentially laying right next to your own murderer. You might have just said, I do, to your potential murderer. That's what that always been the feel of that. You know, y'all building life together. Meanwhile, she over here with, with him. But he's a high school boy. He in college. Maybe she cougar and I don't know. And he don't got the money that he got, her husband. So they want, she wants that new life and that new uh, exciting romance. But not with that McDonald's budget. <laughs> she trying to still live big. She still want to hold on to the, to the uh, insurance and all of that. All that going to be gone. They don't want a divorce and they kill him. You know. I didn't say the mother did. What, I, what I'm simply saying, I didn't say it was Nichols' mother did either. I'm not, I would not say that. I said, what's up with them cops and who are they really and what was the purpose? And I find it funny that all of them was black. Now, I'm not saying Tennessee is not a highly populated, but you see how racially motivated it's getting. These are usually um, the tones for this thing. Okay. I don't know what's taking so long with, with, with the um, Shanquilla. I know they said that that girl, the, the one the light-skinned one, Hispanic-looking one, they said that the, they already, the people already caught up to her at her job. She working just fine for her job. Her job was covering for her at first. Oh, people have done it. They own personal investigations and they caught up to her on camera and they asked her, was she the girl? She was her and they, nothing's happening. So it's not that they don't know where these people are, but what happened as the FBI just backed up, you know, what's, what's really going to happen here? And yes, things do take time, but I just find it very interesting how, you know, some, some things, some things are made to look, um, some things are made to look away. Some people say their kids is kidnapped, but they sold them.
Listen, this world is not what it was anymore. This is just the times are different. So that's what I said about that. And I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do, I don't know if I did one on the boule, but I'm going to give y'all some history on the boule and some of the dark symbolisms um, in that. And they do change you. You have to have, you have to be of a certain mindset to be in them. I had, I worked with a co-worker. I worked with a, I worked with a co-worker who was on a, co- he was my manager. He was on the woke movement. His name was um Tommy Lee or Thomas Lee. And he was a very cool guy. He, he, I said something one day to him and I just was, I knew it was going to, I thought it was going to go over his head, but it was about the world and the truth. And he said, oh my gosh, for real. And he was like, I when I found somebody, especially somebody I worked with, who was like that? He said, I always knew you was different. He said, because everybody here just have a certain thing about that you have a light about you. But then I found out he was in fraternity. And when he told me, especially when he told me, he said, I know. He said, I know. It, it's it's actri- or a contradiction to be, like, how can you be so woke and on the truth moment and, and not know that this is not where yours should be or that there's um, dark roots and histories and origins in it. You know, I'm you too woke for that. But I'm not going to tell him that. He said that to me as soon as he said it to me, knowing and understanding what it was. But for him, especially being an Asian, um, he wanted to get in the door with connections. And these people in the fraternity that he was with, every time he showed me pictures, these boys are, you know, they're suited up. They're in New York City at the finest of the finest restaurants or beautiful um, white. To the point that he didn't even date Asian girls no more, or I think, or Hispanic. It was more like um, Caucasian white girl because... You know, you, they all, I wouldn't say share a brain, but it's just like these guys are Wall Street guys now. These guys are this guys now. So even when they're doing a little, uh, if they're getting married, you know, they're all trying to fight. They, they all share the brain. So it, it was like, you don't want to get, he said, you don't want to get um pretty much, I don't want to say black labeled because it's, they, I don't can't say they can't ruin you, but at the point of his life where he was, he was that where we were at the job was just a stepping stone. There was other bigger things he wanted to do. That's what I'm going to say about that. I think I'm finished here. Yep, I'm done. Stick a fork in her. I'll be back soon. I have to, I have to see what direction I'm going to take with this. Oh, obviously receipts. I'll be back with receipts. And I don't know that the next episode, I don't know what the next episode is going to be about because I was building up on consciousness over here. Now we were talking about, I was talking about one thing, then I started talking about dreaming again. So <laughs> thank you for bearing with me and um, I love you guys. And I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.